I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. I love your presence, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Everton held Liverpool to a draw in the Derby. Spurs registered their first draw in the league this season. And David Beckham's got his own statue. Hi, everybody. Petey is back. Hello. How are you doing? You all right? All right, Pete. I'm all right. Just got off a flight. And then I thought, I'm going to eat healthy all day. Uh, but somebody had sent us some bacon-flavoured um, sweets <laughs> that went off in uh, 2015. So I've just yeah. eaten those, me and both you have both I eaten I can still them. taste it now. I, I'd feel dreadful now. Yeah, I'd forgotten the, the weird, because um, it was bacon-flavoured popping candy, the one I had. Yeah. And I'd forgotten the strange sensation of, of hearing it through your own head. Mm. Yeah. And and also it went off in uh, 20, July 2015. 2015. Who sent yeah. you that? I don't know. Well, someone who wanted no, to kill we, me. We, we yeah. bought something online which we needed for the office and mm. it came as a free gift with it. It's all those Instagram-y so like, kind of oh, companies. Oh, here's, here's, thanks for, buying our, thanks for buying our product. Yeah, why don't we try and kill you? Yeah. Mm. Terrible. Here's some sweets that taste like a horrible moth. So yeah. welcome to the final football ramble. <laughs> yeah. Indeed, indeed. We're out of there. Right, gentlemen, um, despite the sad news of Keith Flint dying, uh, we are going to talk about some football. 
All yeah. right. Little mensch for uh, the great man, the prodigy mm. front man, of course. Terrible news. Terrible oh, news. No, I don't. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, right, Premier League. Um, Klopp's clan are one point behind Man City after a draw against Everton. Mm. Is Klopp cracking up? What a windy it... game. So mm. windy. <laughs> Did so anyone windy. get a chance to see any of the football? Because the wind was just so bad. see the ball. No. It was very windy on the weekend, it was. Mm. It was like playing in um, a wind tunnel. (laughs) In this studio in about an hour once that bacon-flavoured candy. Yeah, exactly, Pete. Oh, that's going to have repercussions, isn't it? Playing in Chicago. Let's let's be fair. Liverpool have done an amazing job to overhaul the points deficit from last season. It doesn't mean anything. Well, well, if you let me finish the point, it may may well do. It may not, but it may. Um, They've done an amazing job to overhaul that points difference from last season. They're still well in the mix. They've done Mm. done a good job. But... does it, is it just me or does Jurgen Klopp do this every time they have a sort of slightly <laughs> negative result? I mean, one minute he's talking about the win, the next minute he's having a bit of a set two with like a 12-year-old. Mm, um, yeah. Then he's in the press conference afterwards not being happy with people's questions. It's, mm. it's just all sorts going on. Is and, it though? To me, it happens far too regularly when he's on the end of a negative result. Mm. But with that in mind, is it perhaps like a sort of lighter version of what Jose Mourinho does where he's... I don't think he is because I don't think he's as calculating as that. I don't think there's any way you could argue that Jurgen mm. Klopp is as calculating as Jose Mourinho. No, not as calculating. He, he had but a it's genuine, perhaps a milder version of of that. To he try had a and genuine take, conversation with a a little dicky <laughs> ball boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, no, so, which I didn't enjoy simply because I quite like Jurgen Klopp. And when the ball boy did that thing at Spurs and did a little wink and it was cheeky, yeah. I thought that's cheeky. That's quite funny. But the Everton ball boy just doing ironic clapping. Yeah. I he's a shit. I think it's. I think it's shitty behaviour from that ball. I completely agree. But is is. And if I was young, goodbye. I would throw him over a hoarding. <laughs> if you're Aiden Hazard, you'd have booted him. <laughs> it, but do you not? I don't think there's any way you could argue. Well, first of all, that Klopp should be getting involved in that, despite that <laughs> with a ball boy. But secondly, I don't think you could, Klopp is. If, based on what I saw in the post-match interview and then the press conference, yeah. I don't know how you feel about it, Marcus, but there's no way he's he's in control of that. He's, he's, no, he's, that's, he's, that's he's letting Keegan. it. He's letting mm. it get to him, Keegan. Yeah, not quite that. Keegan. On the Keegan scale. Keegan. Yeah. Not quite the dizzying heights of that, <laughs> but getting there. A two on the Keegan. Mm. Yeah, I did think Keegan a little bit. Because I, <laughs> I, I, I saw his reaction, I thought, oh, what was the question? Because if someone does ask a bit of a silly question, it can annoy you, fair enough. But I didn't think it was that stupid a question, really. It's very no. generic. And of course, mm. it's a bit like, you know, you, I mean, you probably did want to win, didn't you, Jürgen? Mm. I understand yeah. that. But his response has to be a bit more measured. But Marcus, more. even if it is a, even if it's a terrible question... yeah. You don't have to engage with it in that way. You don't. No. Have to, you don't have to be patronising and, mm. and moody and and say it. It alludes what he's alluded to before, which is that people who report on the game don't understand the game. In quotes, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. think that's unnecessary. You can flat about it away. Plenty of managers in the past just said, "Look, you know, yeah. we thought we did the best we could to win the game." Who and, and that man is hewn from PR. Like, he, he's a wonderful kind of communicator. He's got great relations with people, and he's funny, and he's erudite, and he's interesting. But so when he does flip out a little bit of report, you sort of, you, oh yeah. He's like all the other managers. He's human, he? Peter. Mm. Well, the well whole... managers aren't human. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. I, with, uh, the whole issue that they're sort of facing at the moment in terms of, the, the, I suppose, the tone that's around them is this idea that are they starting to get a bit stressed? Are they starting to wobble because they're, you know, bottling it a little bit? And that <clears throat> doesn't help that narrative does mm. it, from Klopp sort of showing a bit of emotion like that. But they're only a point behind City with nine games to go. And at, at the start of the year, obviously, they had that seven-point lead that people are talking about. They were but 10 points clear on the 29th of December. 10 points. Mm. I think so, on the 29th. As, as many they were. as 10. Yeah. Right, but obviously, it's slightly different. But at the start of December, City had a five-point lead over Liverpool. And then that was eroded away. And everyone was like, oh, God, Liverpool have hauled them in. And sort of talking about City as if they collapse. Yeah. And with, with nine games to go, there's, and you know, with them a point behind, 
If there's room for that to change again, surely. Oh, for sure. But I do, I, I do think that there's... It's all linked to the same thing, right? So as Pete just said there, it doesn't, it doesn't help the... Or, it doesn't, or actually, as you said, it doesn't help to solidify the idea that they're actually in this for the long haul and they're doing okay and it's just a draw and you know it's away from home against a big rival so don't worry about it it's a good point because none of their behaviour since the game has suggested yeah. they mm. actually think that Yeah, mm. that's the that's the issue none, well, of, none of their fans behaviour has suggested that the derby is in any way uh, as big as the actual title challenge against Manchester City the, the, the Liverpool 11 derby has taken second fiddle to I don't know, the rivalry between Manchester United and, and Liverpool for the past 10 years. You know, it just hasn't been a special... Well, they call it the friendly, the, past, the, the, the friendly derby, don't The friendly they? derby. Mm. Everton did celebrate yeah. at the, at the mm. final whistle, 0-0, which... I thought they did okay. One or two uh, people in the Liverpool camp were a bit like, mm, why are they celebrating that? Well, they've overcome the wind. It's <laughs> <Yeah, there's laughs> a victory for both of them against the wind. Yeah, but it, it was a good point for Everton. I mean... Bear in mind they've, they've been a little bit Jekyll and Hyde, but to to withstand uh, Liverpool or, or, or you know contain them when Liverpool were clearly the better side, they had mm. the chances, didn't they? Yeah, and they, and they didn't take them. Um, but Everton, one or two people suggesting they did a similar job to that of Manchester United on on Liverpool's attacking trio, and that would be a concern for me if I was a Liverpool fan, seeing that okay, if Manchester United do it at Old Trafford, well. Okay, but when 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 Everton do, I mean Michael Keane was excellent in, yeah. in Everton's events. But I, I, one thing that Liverpool lack, perhaps, is a what you'd call a proper creative midfielder. They've got a lot of industry in there, and they do have a bit of creativity. Don't get me wrong, and the attacking three uh, up front are so good, but they don't have a David Silva or you could argue even a Riyad Mahrez. And um, even when they put the liner on, they put him on quite far forward. And when they yes. play Shakira, they play him quite far forward. You know? Yeah, they don't, Kevin De Bruyne, you know, yeah. you mentioned all these Manchester City players, or even, well, I don't know if it's still relevant to say Mesut Ozil, uh, yeah. you know, but I mean, I suppose he had moments against Bournemouth, uh, but Spurs and Christian Eriksen. Yes, I, 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 you're I, that link man, effectively. Yeah, perhaps that's the one thing that they maybe lack. And when they're, when they're trying to pick the lock, that's maybe where they come unstuck. But then it's all very well to say if Salah puts in one of those chances and, you know, strikers miss chances. Yeah. You know, we, 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 we've seen this. Also, Jordan Pickford's a good goalkeeper. Yes. You know, it's, it's, I, think, I think there's an element of what you're saying, Marcus, is just if if one of the front three don't do it, it doesn't happen. Mm. And Very reliant on them. Yeah, I think so. And and Everton, all this stuff about them celebrating and getting a point or whatever, I mean, I understand that that's sometimes a cause for derision, but... Everton understand that was a good point. I mean, they mm. they found it difficult on occasion this season, as you mentioned, Marcus. They've been Jekyll and Hyde, mm-hmm. probably more Hyde than people would like. Yes. Um, so, of course, they're going to celebrate a point, uh, and they're uh, celebrating uh, denting Liverpool's title. Yeah, true. Yeah. Defense. That's and, what it is. And for all the chat about Michael Keane, I thought Van Dyke was excellent again because oh, Everton, Everton could have probably nicked it, um, but Van Dyke was fantastic yeah. as well. So it was a, it was a game for people putting in good defensive displays and keeping attacking players quiet. And uh, sometimes that's what they're like, isn't it? It's very true. I mean, Liverpool beat Watford 5-0, was it, at Anfield mm. the other week? You know, So, against it's a derby match. Everton were very dogged. On another day, Liverpool would have won. You can spin this and turn it. Yeah, this Burnley, way, that Burnley way. will be hammered by Liverpool <laughs> next week. So, it's fine. Quite maybe. Pete. Well, with Tom Heaton. But it might not be fine, because if they don't overhaul the points gap between Man City, they're going to they're gonna blow the best chance they've had of winning the Premier League for quite a while. Sounds like they already have. Ten points clear, mate. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, who wants to be top of the league in March? Anyway, well, Jim, absolutely. You leave that's, that's that's what people keep saying, isn't it? But I think you could also spin it the other way as well, because if um, it, this is exactly the sort of game taking away the sort of derby nature of it, pre-Virgil Van Dyke, they could have lost. Mm. He was imperious. Yeah. He was oh, he's improved them a great deal. He's improved so them a great much, deal. Yeah. yeah. 
I think they've got an amazing points tally. I think with Klopp, it's it's a case of when there's a little wobble or there's a little something, they go, well, it's 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 unraveling, it's unraveling. Well, what's what's happening here? Is there's pressure? You you bottling it? You bottling Mm. it? And and you ask him that many questions that many times, and then finally when they do go slip into second. I just think he's off a cry. I just piss yeah, off. absolutely. Yeah. And I think I think yeah. that, that's a fair question to ask. Have got, the has manager it, has to be. It? Has he got the mentality to deal with that? Yeah. It's, it's, the pressure is going to get harder and harder. And for whatever you think about Pep Guardiola, he's won it. So he will understand. He'll have experience to draw on. He'll know how to react. You, yeah. You'd think. Um, of course, Pep does occasionally sometimes do that, that mad stuff, like when he had a massive <laughs> guy at Nathan Redmond. <laughs> Yeah, for no reason. That was excellent. Yeah, for how brilliant he was. <laughs> no, apparently said about how he was brilliant, but he could also be a lot better. And, and yeah, yeah. it's, it's just he, mad. When yeah. he, when that he, was, uh... can you imagine? Right, so Pep Guardiola sat there watching that football match, uh, Liverpool dropping points in one noise. Luke, we'll go on the table. Mm. What noise do you reckon Pep Guardiola made? But when the final whistle went. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Marcus. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's opening a can of Sprite. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was. <laughs> Do you think? No, I don't yeah. think he's not. He's a little girl. No, I don't no. think he. I don't you, think... You've muffed that right up, Peter. <laughs> I reckon he called him and did that. <laughs> <laughs> Withheld number. <laughs> Is that Pep? No. Is that giggling Guardiola? No, actually, can I revise mine? Yeah. Be more of a. Ooh. Yeah. Because he, he gets that yeah. giggly look, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, I think yeah. that's it. Like he's drunk on football. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. Well, <laughs> Liverpool's fixtures uh, include Spurs at home and Chelsea at home. Man City's are Spurs at home, Manchester United away. Oh, sorry, the Ox is back, mate. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. It... Well, Spurs have to play both of them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, and Spurs drew one all with Arsenal on the weekend. They finally drew a game this season, and it was against their fierce local rivals, Arsenal. Tale of two penalties at Wembley, of course. Um, Kane's correctly given. Yes, and it well, took a you, while to... you say that, mm-hmm. you both say that, but I don't know if that's definitely true. And what is the only thing that is clear is that the law is ridiculous An and needs <laughs> yeah, to be... It absolutely. It needs to be simplified post-haste. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the FA rule um, states that if a player is in an offside... Sorry, if a player in an offside position is moving towards the ball with the intention of playing the ball and is fouled before playing or attempting to play the ball or challenging an opponent for the ball, the foul is penalised as it has occurred before the offside offence. But the, law, seems... but the law also says, Jim, an offence is committed against a player in an offside position who is already playing or attempting to play the ball or challenging an opponent for the ball. The offside offence is penalised as it had occurred before the foul challenge. So Enter dep- Mustafi. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so it depends whether you think... It depends what your interpretation of Kane's behaviour is. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, really, we're getting into a situation now where we're so far away from what the offside law was designed yeah. mm-hmm. to, to do, i.e. stop strikers goal-hanging... Around the around the six yard box or whatever it was at the time, yeah. to just these these pieces of nuance that are so small and so open to interpretation that actually, if you look at um, Sam Wallace of the whatever paper he's at now, maybe the Telegraph, he he raised this on Twitter mm-hmm. on Sunday, and then as I checked before we came in the studio, him, someone from the PGMOL, and um, a couple of other journalists, and Mark Housey, ex Premier League mm-hmm. rep, were all still arguing about what the correct interpretation but is. It's, so wow. if that's the case, it but needs to be simplified. Well, I, I don't feel year, clear on it. No. Yeah. Does anyone well, every, every year, every year the, the laws get changed slightly. Yeah. It's, it, and I always use that kind of um, assembly of, of kind of um, Father Ted's car, where he's got like a little ding in it. 
and to try and get rid of the ding, he sort of like hits, a he, 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 he sort of he sort of hits the car next to the ding to kind of pop out the ding. But that makes another ding. So now he's got two dings to deal with, and yeah. now he's got so this offside rule is kind of offside and, and kind of where you're in play second yeah. kind of bit. It's 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 turned this really weird thing. Bottom line is, if the ball touches your hand, it's handball. Yeah, whatever that's what it looks like now, but, but you whatever know, happens, that's the thing. So it's impossible to ask an assistant referee to make an offside call accurately based on the current... Inter- for, for me, it has to go back to, or if it, even if it was this, I can't even find any evidence it was this, but that might be because they give instructions to referees that they don't publish. Daylight. And I think I also yeah, think I you've got to get rid of the interfering with play thing because I, I, I think the interfering with play part of it is when it started... That was the thin end of the wedge. Mm. And that's when it started to get a little bit vague. If you're on the pitch, you should be interfering in play. Right. Whether you put... Mesut Ozil pulling players around. Is he interfering with a player when, but when he's not near the ball? He's yeah, still he pulling yeah, defenders around. You, what, what did you think of the decision, Marcus, when you saw it? <clears throat> well, he wasn't given offside. So I understand all that chat and it's, it's yeah. relevant. But in terms of the actual decision, he wasn't given offside. So we then play the game. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was a tiny bit soft, but I thought it was probably just about a penalty. I think what's frustrating just as about. well, just <laughs> from an Arsenal point of view, is I think Lauren Koscielny heads that away if Mustafi doesn't push Harry Kane into him. I mean, it should be irrelevant. Yeah, whereas I thought uh, the Arsenal penalty wasn't a penalty. I disagree on that because I think Sanchez has, you know, he's been very clumsy there and Aubameyang's taken out of the game from it. Yeah, I think to, to me, that, 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 and to, bring, to bring another layer into this, I think it was a very soft one but I think if VAR was asked to look at that, it wouldn't have overturned it because there was enough contact there to make to me it mean mm. it wasn't an obvious error. Basically, we are in a situation yeah. now in football where we get so het up and caught up with all these decisions. It feels to me that it's almost all we talk about. Well, the, the problem is, I mm. think that and that's how VAR's got in. Well, yeah. that, but it's, it's another bad. ding, isn't it? But we want to stop <laughs> talking about all these things, but, but, but it just creates new ones. But VAR can't. We know that it's, it's open to interpretation. You'd have given it, I wouldn't have mm. given it. Yeah, we should just go back to the old referee's decisions. Final. He gets some right, he gets some wrong. Yeah. You know, hopefully he gets <laughs> far more yeah. right than wrong. And another example as well, and this backs up what you're saying, Luke, about how this needs to change. Um, in the Man United game, Romelu Lukaku's goal. Technically, if VAR was in was in place, his knee is offside there, <laughs> and like there's no That's advantage the gained. You, you that, that cannot be. That you can't, can't expect an assistant referee to see how a toe or a kneecap is offside. It's ridiculous. But the game itself was a really interesting game. It was well, great Aaron, to see. Yeah, Aaron Ramsey scored the opener. Well taken. Did, did he say as he was celebrating, this is my effing pitch? If he didn't, his body language said it on behalf of him. <laughs> I, I his thought, eyes it's seemed It's a wonderful to say. thing to say. I, I thought that was what he said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, he's he's had so many brilliant moments there and it's so, so good <laughs> to see him get another one and sort of step up and lead. He's going to be such a, such a miss. It was a really interesting game. I think, um, obviously, the, the emotion of it gets in the way when you're watching it as, as a supporter of e- either side. But really interesting performance from both teams, really. Mm. And, and Arsenal mm. were very defensively very good, um, which, which I think has gone under the radar a little Leno bit. Leno played his part. Leno played very well. Great double save in the first half. Socrates was excellent. He kept Harry Kane very quiet uh, in general. And obviously, Mustafi was there as well. <laughs> um, he, he reminds me of when an athlete that isn't a footballer plays in Soccer 8. Yeah, I, I mean, he's got the fitness and the yeah. desire, but yeah. just I can't believe Spurs didn't right. attack more down the left. Yeah, that was surprising to me right too. Back. But I, th- I, I agree with you about Arsenal. I thought they defended brilliantly. I thought Spurs sort of knocked on the door over and over again in the first half, couldn't find a way through, uh, and Arsenal defended very well. They looked comfortable. Spurs weren't playing with any tempo. They looked like they just got a complete. And when Eriksson's not playing well, which I don't think he did, um, 
Yeah, but Musa Zazoka he, he, he carried was, him. He was great, but there's nothing subtle about him. He, he can't talking about what you were talking about earlier with Liverpool. Yeah. You could argue it's the same thing. Well, you need Ericsson to, to provide it. I mean, Suzuka's, and they missed Wink so badly to yeah. knit it all together. Exactly, Sissoko's <laughs> yeah. provided so much thrust and and desire. Uh, you know, interceptions, tackles, but also, you know, pace and going forward. And I think he was man of the match, actually. But when you don't have Winks in there or Ericsson perhaps providing um, a little bit more craft, for want of Definitely. a better word. Mm. Uh, it looked like they were playing with... In the second half, Marcus, from, mm. I was at the game, it looked like they were playing without a midfield. Yes. Well, and, oh, Suzuka was doing it all himself. Yeah. But it's interesting. Danny Rose said that Pochettino gave a very inspiring halftime team talk. He said it was one of the best team talks he'd witnessed, actually, and let them uh, left them ready to go to war in the second half. And he said normally Pochettino at halftime is actually quite calm and collected, whereas we've seen him be sort of fairly passionate, and I suppose stereotypes of Argentinians, well, in general, but especially yeah. in football. Uh, I, I was sort of quite... Surprised about that, actually. I was as well, because obviously, you know, Spurs got back into the game via a penalty, but it didn't didn't seem like they sort of raised their game in terms of sort of energetic no, tempo or the anything. first 20 minutes of the second half, I thought they were the, it was probably the poorest spell of theirs. Yeah, the second half of the first half, they looked, they were, brilliant, they were knocking yeah. on the they were, door. They were probably just thinking about the team time. Like, oh, yeah, that's so yeah. good. So, yeah. so good. Yeah. I feel like, so inspired. Danny oh, Rose is probably yeah. thinking about handing a hand transfer request. <laughs> <around about that. laughs> he does this every season <laughs> this time, doesn't he? So. Where did that rap come from? It was yeah. so good. <laughs> but, um, but I think Spurs have... They've done really well as well. I don't think that should be lost. If they finish in the top four again after what's all been going on, and what's and by the way, over the last few weeks, it's no guarantee they are going to finish in the top four. Ooh, they're, no. they're looking over their shoulder rather than yeah. looking forward um, because of what's happened. But it will be a great achievement for them to finish in the top four. And again. that vital penalty save from Larice because that Fantastic. just yes. keeps them exactly a keeps because Arsenal would have gone a point behind That's them, right. and the goal difference difference between them would have been almost completely eradicated in mm. like three weeks. Mm. But Spurs are short of fullback. They're short in midfield because they've not replaced key players, and 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 the, the fullback thing's been a case for a while. When they go through a bad patch, the fullbacks just look terrible, and um, so they need to strengthen in that area. But overall, I thought it was a really enjoyable game, a great game of high quality. That that just I, I can't let this go unmentioned. That Leno save, the second of the two, the double save in real time. That was one of the best saves I've ever seen. It was, it was so it, yeah. fast. Yeah. The ball was struck so well and he saw it so late. And there's an element of luck involved because he throws his hand at it. But what 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 came out of that was it looked yeah. amazing. Mm. I couldn't believe he'd saved it. Yeah, and what was brilliant for that is it just gives a confidence. A tribute to Gordon to... Banks, his yeah. funeral is today. <laughs> it, it sort of really gives a lot of faith to your to your defenders as well. And, and it frustrates it the opposition if something as, as good as that is, is palmed away. And I think as, as well, what was really refreshing as an Arsenal fan was to see Arsenal happily to set up uh, it, almost in a quite passive way and just try and hit Spurs on the break and just be comfortable and disciplined within that. And it's really nice to see Arsenal playing in you know, different mm. tactics in different games in very vis- visible ways. And had Lacazette taken a chance there, oh, yeah, then, it, then it could have worked. Um, just quickly, Torreira, was it sending off? Uh, I think it was it, it was one of those ones where I felt it was a little bit harsh, but you know if it's appealed, it's not going to be rescinded. So I see how it was given. Yes. But um, I, I think it was just a little bit of Difficult for the referee luck. in real time yeah, when absolutely. his studs are up, but he was... I thought, kind of... I thought it was a red card. I, I, I didn't think it was malicious. I didn't think he meant to hurt the player, but it's a, it doesn't look at the player, but it's a, it's a red card. It's a red card, everybody. Do you and agree with that? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, you don't have is, to be sure. That's it, your, it is right t- for you, isn't it? Uh, I thought they should have all been sent off. It's time <laughs> for an ad break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Milan makes a movement, doesn't he? Sounds like he's yawning. Yeah. Maybe that was a Pep Guardiola noise. Oh, oh, we've got a little bit further to the goal (laughs) of the title. He's now a ghost. Ghost. (laughs) Pep Ghostiola. Ghostiola. Yeah. I would explain a lot, actually. Uh, Time for emails with Pete D. Ah! You've got mail. If I hadn't just jumped off a flight, I would have definitely made a jingle for Jim's auxiliary sauces. Uh, which I quite enjoyed last uh, week on the show. Mm. It's quite a nice theme. Auxiliary sources. Jim's yeah. auxiliary mm. sources. That was in the pie chat, wasn't it? Yeah, a lot of paid pie the, chat the, this week as well. The email um, standards <clears throat> gone, has, has been very high. When Through the roof. That has been really good. Has yeah. it been higher or have they just been selected better? Yeah, it doesn't uh, matter. The, well, ra- the result few, is the same. Few, fewer uh, best betters because they're scared. Uh, um, <laughs> Vincent Simmons from Gothenburg. Hello, Vincent. As a physio, I know a lot about joints. <laughs> I know a lot about joints. Yeah. Look at me Peter. and my joints. Um, do you have, uh, Vincent, a desk but with a, a, a little model of a joint? A skeleton. On it, a little, a little oh, yeah. model of a joint, on, not on the desk, like of a ball joint. Because this is reference to if the knee joint was a ball and socket joint from last week. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, some uh, uh, definitely a, a trope I could definitely get on board with. It yeah. sounds fascinating. Unfortunately, football would probably be rubbish if we had ball and socket knees. A shallow socket like the uh, shoulder joint would be too uh, structurally unstable to handle oh, implanted so grass. Pop with, out all the time with studded boots. Yeah, they are quite weak, aren't they? Uh, we would also see uh, many dislocated knees. So squads would have to be absurdly massive. Oof. Also, shooting would be less powerful as the large thigh muscle combined with the uh, hinged knee joint is how it's possible to generate too much power or so much power in a shot. Well, I would argue, though, to counter that, you'd have less long balls, so actually it would improve the tiki-taka style. Could it would, actually. Mm. People would be walking it into the net. It'd be lovely football. It'd be <laughs> lovely football. Extra, along. Could you add extra muscles, though, on the sides? Could do. 
to provide power to that I side like the, of the idea ball. of the goalkeeper not being able to kick the ball out of his own penalty area, <laughs> taking us back to like under-12s football. <laughs> yeah, he'd throw it out. No one better get out. Yeah, yeah. Well, it would no longer be an advantage to get a goal kick. No, yeah. he would kick it so hard, he would kick himself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Which That's I would true, yeah. yeah. Do you uh, reckon they would pull their legs back like that and like ping it over their shoulder? <laughs> And then let go That's how you take a free kick. It'd be like a pendulum. Imagine some uh, some uh, th- throw-ins, though. I say what. I'll Imagine say, the possibilities. I say what I said last week. Just imagine a step over. There you are. Yeah. Could you do? Mm, could you do like a throw-in where you start throwing it in, but you'd go you go up, down, and then you do a kind of like a uh, you know if you jump in a skipping rope. Yeah. You jump over your own arms. <laughs> And then sort of wind up a few times. I don't see why not. No, because it's, uh, it's just the shoulders, not the knees. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but, but if, if your shoulders were slightly built a little bit differently. And your a arms were long skipping enough, a football yeah, for like five minutes. skipping a football for five minutes and then I, absolutely I think you need to go away, design it. the body as you would like it, yeah. Peter, yeah. and then come back with your You don't it. need to see those. There's sketches at home, 100%. It's not yeah. sketches, and that's the problem. That's why the police got involved. Okay, right. Let's um, move on. Zach Benny, who I believe started the whole pie thing. I was half listening. Uh, dear Ramblers, <laughs> first, thank you for reading out my email. My life is now complete. I would uh, like to answer some of you and your listeners' que- queries about the events that took place that night at Stanford Bridge. Yes, Callum, I did take oh, a long time to eat my chips. This is the pie and chips guy. Yeah. yeah. However, I feel that this is due to the fact that I did not have time to eat them before the game and subsequently did not want to miss a long, continuous chunk of the match by focusing on my pie and chip consumption. Focusing. Yeah. Well, do you mm. really need to focus to get a bit you, of pie and chip in You've never eaten in front of the telly before. <laughs> <laughs> also, it was a very generous portion. Surprising, I know. And I'd already eaten quite a lot during the day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why, why buy it then? Oh, Zach, oh, lovely dear. detail, that. Why buy it, This Zach. is a saga that yeah. needs yeah. to end now. Yeah. Uh, ben Stevenson, uh, hello Ramblers. A few years back uh, when Jim's favourite footballer of all time, Carlos Tevez, was playing his trade at Man City, his wage slip got leaked on the internet. Oh, it's out there yes. in right. for all the fans. It had deductions for his bookings. Yeah. Yes. 10 quid or something. Obscenely large numbers involved, but there was a small entry in the deductions uh, section called FA Fine, and it was for the princely sum of £24 because he <laughs> accumulated two yellow cards that month. Right, there we go. It happens. Yeah. We thought it happened, and yeah. now we've got proof. I'm sure Mr. Tevez really struggled to make ends meet that month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you very much. Uh, ben, finally, for now, actually, back the pie one, and this is our last one. Hi, gents. Uh, in response to Jim and Marcus claiming that sauce has no place on a gravy filled pie as is from Sam I would like to provide a response from the home of crazy football Australia not only is sauce a must there are two acceptable methods for its application apply the sauce to the top of the pie and spread evenly across all surfaces of the top pastry layer that is certainly something I would be up for this one though is disgusting but I'm also kind of into it Mm. Australia they're very proud of their pies in Australia it's a little bit it's a big thing 50 shades of grey it's so, a bit coming to my room. I'm going to do something a bit, a bit weird, but you might be into it. Sounds right. like a high-risk manoeuvre. Use mm. the pointy-topped, squeezy sauce bottle, which is pierced through the top layer of the pastry, and then sauce injected directly into the gravy, creating a dreamy sauce-gravy mix. Jim will be gutted about that. Yeah, that's, that? That's that's, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it depends on... It obviously depends on the sauce and the pie. Personally, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not into it. I'm not into it. So I the first one is to spread it all over the top, cut the top off and have it separately. No, no, no. Yeah, no you just, you just, just spread it over the top, top and you start eating yeah, it. Yeah, you just go separation. I presume much. that's how you would do that anyway, to be honest. If I was going to get involved with the conversation last yeah. week, that's what I would I mean, go that's for. That's effectively the same thing, isn't it? You're just putting the sauce into the pie. But jabbing, yeah. like an, an injection, 
Yeah, I mean, point if for you style, intra- an intravenous Imagine, sauce injection. What would you do if you see a bloke get a syringe out? <laughs> yeah, and sauce yeah. then into the pie. I'm like, more it wouldn't be a syringe though, would it? Because most of yeah, those true, kind of things have little kind of things. But I'm more interested in the theatre of it than what it tastes like. Mm. Massively, but yeah. it would upset um, people who want like vegan pies. I imagine that you'd have to have separate sauce bottles for vegan pies and meat pies, wouldn't you? True. It's a can of worms. It's a pie. It's a can of it's, it's, a, can, can, it's a pie of worms. It's a pie of worms. Sam, thank you for your email. If you want to get in touch with the show, shortthefootballramble.com. How about that? The West London derby happened on the weekend Scott Parker's first match as Fulham manager Piker. ended in a respectable loss which is the best Fulham could hope for these yeah, days it's pretty the whole back of their season <laughs> they're 10 points from safety with 9 matches to go Parker spoke about planning for the long term at Fulham because he seems to be very aware of the situation uh, interesting old Scotty P um, but Fulham I mean it was a better performance Chelsea obviously far yep. superior side and uh, it was Sari's uh, two favourites, Higuain and, and, and Jorginho. Both mm. were lovely finishes. Both excellent very finishes, yeah, very different finishes. as well. Mm-hmm. Also, I think, yeah, that Jorginho goal is, is very timely, yeah. isn't it? Because obviously he is Sari's, you know, man on the pitch. and Teacher's actually, pet. Yeah, very much so. But it feels, they've had a good week, haven't they? Given, yeah, they have. given the, the storm around them and a lot of talk that Sari might lose his job uh-huh. after the cup final. Uh, in a way, his response to this has, has, yeah. has been brilliant. And I think it's bought him some time. On Kepa coming back in... To goal and playing very well. Yeah, slight little error when he dropped the ball. But I mean, you know, he got away with it. And, and he made one and, mistake in the game. Sure, yeah. yeah. But he but he made some good saves. I know what you mean. That Chelsea seems to sort of come through that. I mean, will he be there after the summer? Is the question. I've no doubt he'll be there for the rest of the season, unless it's an absolute disaster, uh, which I wouldn't mm. have thought there would be. Mm. But it was, you know, it was a good win for Chelsea. But poor old Fulham. Uh, you, you know, the goal that Sessegnon scored. Yeah. One of the papers today was showing his still images, saying, "Well, actually, you know, perhaps he, he looked was... marginally offside to me." Again, it's this fucking offside thing. Get rid uh, of them altogether. Yeah. The fact is, some you know you, you, these, these decisions can happen. happen. Do you know what I mean? And uh, even if Fulham had got a point, it would have been uh, a great point as well. And they and they rallied a bit more. It would be a miraculous escape now. I mean, I know Roy Hodgson kept them up. Uh, quite miraculously, a number of years ago now, and that 3 2 away win at Manchester City with a last minute goal. And so on. At the end of the month, they're playing Liverpool and Manchester City. And that's the reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, met, one of the many reasons. Because on the Scott Parker situation, to me, it's got echoes of Darren Moore at uh, West Brom. Mm-hmm. So he comes mm-hmm. in late. Can't yeah. save them because they, they're essentially dead and buried, but yeah. he does very well, gets manager of the month. Yeah, they just lost 4 0. Yeah. yeah, they have. Is it t- <laughs> I'm not suggesting my point is that he's very well timed. No, I know what you're but he's saying. He's doing a good job well, overall. They're in the playoffs, aren't yeah, they? They've so got a chance. If we can get amongst it and 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 really sort of rally them, keep keep some of the players at least, and then next season they can mount another challenge to get back into the Premier League, exactly as Darren Moore and and, mm-hmm. and West Brom are doing. Chris Hutton at Newcastle, it's not the end of the world, is it? Chris Hutton at Newcastle mm-hmm. is another example. Yeah, but I I I know what you're saying, Luke, and I I think I agree with that. Yeah, I would have um I would have enjoyed them getting a point. Because that mm. Sessegnon, he looks so crestfallen because yeah. he's still only 12 years old. Yeah. It's impossible to not feel sorry for him. Because yeah. he was very, very happy about that. He, he loves Fulham, of course. It's a rivalry game. He celebrated like he couldn't believe it. And then obviously it was taken from him cruelly very by cruel. the laws of the game. Yeah. I wonder if Sessegnon, come the summer, will... Inject himself into a pie? Uh, Maybe. It, it, a sauce in yon. It's unlikely. <laughs> but, uh, it, I mean, that was the joke. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, some markers at the point out to me. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Yeah. That's the main thing. I was, I was just annoyed that he, you laughed at that point mm. rather than earlier. Yeah. Did it's it get upsetting. a cheap laugh? Yes, it did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, chalk it up. Um, yeah, I think we'll. I mean, there's always talk that you might go to Spurs. That seems to be the usual route for, for, for decent Fulham players. What's he going to do? 
will he go back to the championship? He's not had a great time in the Premier League no, because of the side. I think he struggled to adjust quite a lot. Yeah, I, well, he I played think, on the right yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he flips around exactly. Yeah, I think if you know, we we are very much assuming that Fulham will go down. Of course, it does certainly look that way. If they can keep certain members, I, I would have thought they would have had a chance of keeping quite a lot because they've not really done themselves too many favours. <laughs> and and the money that some of them are on, you know, would they would they get that elsewhere and so on? And they probably enjoy playing. They've all got clauses, I think. Yeah, you would expect. all these Fulham players, the, the ones they've signed recently, yeah. yes. But I mean the the you know the Dennis Adoys and the Tim Reams and Tom. And the thing, the thing is, so with absolute fairness, and Marcus, you've watched them more than I have. But my my firmly held opinion on Adoy Ream, well, they're championship players. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And 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 the, the the thing Fulham did is that they 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 probably realised that and panicked and they bought too many players. They and it unsettled the squad mm. and that's the problem is those players have got you into the Premier League you have to manage that very very carefully you have to do it right and unless you're Watford where their mad way of running a football club signing this that and the other it seems to work it's a very rare example mm. and, and if you you, you you get a few players like Callum Chambers decent signing you know um, get a few to guide, you know, and if one of be one or two leaders who can guide some of these players at Doys and so on, because they, you know, they can't put in the odd, you know, decent performance here and there and so on. But most of the squads, Pete, you're always going on about Newcastle squads, largely championship players. Look at Brighton, um, even one or two at, uh, at places like Burnley and so on. Yeah, some of them you could say Premier League, but a lot of those <laughs> lower end uh, Premier League players, you could also describe them as championship players. Yeah, but true. if you just Therefore, have a few in there, but here's, but here's the, the point. likes of Burnley do. I, th- I think that's a fair thing to say, but here's the response is, how can Fulham have mm. spent all that money and signed all those players and end up in a game against a good team where they're fighting for their lives and their back six players are Joe Bryan, who came mm. from Bristol City, Tim Ream, um, Dennis Adoy, yep. Nortvite, who's who looks decent enough to be fair, Callum Chambers and Kevin McDonald. Mm-hmm. They've got no thoroughbred quality mm. in the back six of their team against Chelsea in a game they've got to win because but they spent loads of money they did spend loads of money Yeah, Alfie I mean, Mawson's injured I'll give him that true but I suppose it's the, not exciting though is it no exactly. defenders <laughs> true yeah, yeah. Bar yeah exactly. off. but do you yeah. understand the point well, of, course I do. I, of course I understand the point they didn't spend the money that wisely you know they spent a lot of Mitrovic there was Seri coming in as well a few others can't get the team now Seri yeah, well Exactly, but I don't know. Parker's first game in charge, obviously, he, he maybe some of the players he knows a bit more he's putting in there. Mm. I don't know, but they lost Play the game. Play yourself, Scotty. They lost the game. <laughs> um, at uh, Old Trafford, there was some enjoyable moments. Uh, Manchester United beat Southampton 3-2. Well, Sorsha said it was like the old days. Manchester United got a late winner in an entertaining match. Uh, it felt yeah. a bit like that, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. First Valerie scored a, a beauty, <laughs> didn't he? And then Pereira scored a lovely one as yeah. well. Mm. What do you think was better? Pereira's because I like I like Valerie because he was at the, the, the near post as much as something from that far out can be. De Gea would have saved it on another day. I was going to say I, I think you could say that Valerie's was better because it was against a better goalkeeper. Mm. I mean, he, De Gea did get a hand to it. He just I hit it did, so yeah. hard he couldn't keep it out. Sure, no, I, I'm not saying it's like a massive error, but I think uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Pereira's was better. This was the, in terms of enjoy both of them. In terms of the quality of the goals, this is probably one of the best games of the season. Oh, yeah, I can't think of a game that had so many Ward other good Browse goals. Didn't, it beat, a pre- didn't yeah. it beat a Premier League record for like goals scored from outside of the box? You should have checked that before you asked. I was going to say. Well, yeah. I'm just asking it. It was it was in my head. You're fresh off a plane. Anything could be in your head. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just say stuff that comes into your head. <laughs> I know we can edit lot, it A lot out, of editing but... involved with that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah. Uh, Lukaku <laughs> among the goals again. Yeah. He's found his scoring boots, hasn't he? Well, yeah. he did later in the game. <laughs> 
But he still scored them. Yeah, later in the game. After he whiffed did he a score couple. two or did he not? He whiffed a couple. Marcus, he the they, don't, a couple. they don't count if they're later in the game. You <laughs> know that. It's like when you go 2-0 down, win 3-2. You shouldn't have gone 2-0 down. <laughs> yeah. it, was think... a, it was a point where he whiffed. A, he was about two yards from goal and he whiffed, whiffed the ball and he should have whacked it. Yeah, well, he made amends. Would you agree more to that? More whacking, more whi- less whiffing. Well, what about Paul Pogba's penalty? Did he whiff that? Well, he, that's what I mean. He should have taken that. Pogba should have been giving it to um, Lukaku. Yeah, but if he's, the, if he's the penalty taker. I would well. give anything just for 10 minutes inside your mind. Mm. <laughs> 10 minutes. Don't care. Well in, well, in my mind, Lukaku would have taken the penalty and we might have had a different result. I know, but, but, but Paul Pogba... The made, result would have been uh, the same. Yeah. <laughs> they won 3-2. Rifled it down the middle. Um, what happened on this plane? <laughs> it's like lost. <laughs> <laughs> Alternate reality. But the chat around Lukaku is interesting because he gets a reputation, arguably rightly, for being a bit inconsistent in terms of his goal scoring. Yeah, he's 25, and I think he's got, what, 120 Premier League goals already? 113, I think. Yeah, okay, so he could be he could be a challenger to Alan Shearer's record. Yeah, no one talks about it. People talk so. about Kane. Lukaku sticks around for another 10 years, he'll break it. It's a fair point. He'll break yeah. it. I think. I don't think, I can't imagine him like sort of I don't think he's been at the same rate when he's 34, though. You know, I, yeah. that's going to be a challenge. But still, you're right. But the thing is, if he can find consistency, he's going to be one of the best strikers in the world, isn't he? And it's good to see him sort of stepping back up because it feels like he was the last big player aside from Alexis Sanchez in a sort of, you know, slightly different situation to really sort of step up and, and flourish under Solskjaer. Yeah, I agree with you there, definitely. Mm. You're absolutely right. It was right. a great game anyway. Very enjoyable game mm. for the neutral. Yeah, Southampton were unlucky not to get something out of the game, though. I mean, they, they, you know... They were pushing for a winner at one point. mad, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, they're two points above the relegation zone, but the way they're playing, they're, they're just beginning to pull away now, aren't they? Mm. Even though they're only two points, there's just some of the performances. Well, they won the like... game before, didn't they? And, and Cardiff have lost three in a row now, I think. So. Yeah. yeah. I think Tough. going back to Man United as well, mm-hmm. their last two games of the season are um, be Huddersfield and then Cardiff. Mm. And the, both those teams could realistically be relegated by then. Huddersfield almost certainly will be. And I mean, that could be a huge, huge advantage for Man United well, sort of in, the, the, in the race for the top four. Yeah, yeah well, It's true. looking, Jim, it's looking now that you've got four teams who want to get those last two top four places because Man City and Liverpool are away. So yeah. um, Spurs, Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea. If Chelsea win their game in hand, they go into, they go into fourth. Mm. So it's, it's all to play Very for. Very tight. All to play for. Very much. Imagine, imagine if, if Sarri comes out of Chelsea at the end of the season with a Champions League place, gets them back in the Champions League, gets them to a, obviously to a cup final... I mean, it would look a bit weird, all the coverage of it. Still in the Europa League as well. Yeah, exactly. Imagine they win the Europa League as well. Yeah, but we know that if you win the Europa League and finish in the top four for Chelsea, it's usually not good enough. That's true, actually. Rafi Benitez. Yeah, true. Shades of Rafi. Very popular down there. Has it got a stand name after him now? (laughs) I think just T-shirts for now. Is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, ladies and gentlemen, after the break, we're going to go to the Championship and the WhatsApp group. See you in a minute. Let's Let's have some fun indeed. The preview show sponsored by Bet365 will be out on Thursday. How did our best better get on? Chris B, we hardly knew ye. Uh... A bet which I thought was a reasonable shout. Over three and a half goals in the North London derby. 
sadly did not come to pass because mm. it ended one all. So we need a new better show at thefootballramble.com with best bet in the subject line and I will pick another one on Thursday. He will, ladies and gentlemen. He's got form for it. Let's go to the Championship. Leeds beat West Brom 4-0. Big win for Bielsa. Mm, and Big pa- win. Pablo Hernandez scored an absolute screamer how after many? about a minute. It was 16 seconds. 16 how seconds. Many, how many... I think it was 16 seconds. He's how warmed many, up. How many good goals were there? <laughs> Do your the warm-ups yeah. properly and that's what happens. Do your warm-ups. Jack well, Grealish as well. Beauty. Well, we'll come on to that in a yeah. second. I mean, we've already mentioned it but it needs another mention it does um, <laughs> when do you want me to mention it <laughs> uh, I think sorry that, Pete that, for some reason that was, wasn't a good goal or something because it happened in like the 83rd minute or something I don't yeah, know what mention exactly. it then uh, yeah. well we already have yeah. sucker joke's on you uh, I think the commentator was saying while Leeds were kind of coming forward in those first few seconds, the yeah. Norwich sort of knocks it forward and then they intercepted. See, oh, you know, Leeds, they need to have a good result here. They've been slightly indifferent of like, da da da, da. that goes in and they never look back. Yeah. No, and right. and that is exactly what they needed at Ellen Road because they have had a couple of um, sloppy results in, in, the, in the context of their season. To beat West Brom, who are in the playoffs, who score a lot of goals, as we've mentioned before, was was quite incredible and and Bamford scored. How much does Bamford love the championship? He's, he yeah. is absolutely he's king of the Huckabee zone, isn't he? Yeah, he really is. And it's, actually, if I was looking at those goals, when this is a, a very harsh way to sort of scrutinise someone, but uh-huh. massively with that in mind, and I think because he doesn't have a huge amount of pace, mm. I've, I'd feel like like he just wouldn't have scored those in the Premier League <laughs> in this sort of comparable one on one situation. Well, there was a period of time where he was out, wasn't he? Around the middle of December, he got injured, I think, and I think they they had a they got that was when they went out of the. Um, FA Cup and they led a couple of dodgy results and I saw, I saw a few Leeds fans saying look we need Bamford back he knits it together he's he an important player and he showed he was the thing is I said I think you pushed me a couple of weeks ago about who I thought would miss out on the top three yeah. and I said Leeds because I thought they might tire and they were brilliant against West Brom. This is the championship fair. You see a result like yeah. that in a performance, you go, mm. But Sheffield United win their game in hand, they still go above. Well, them. they're playing Sheffield Wednesday tonight, exactly. of course. So it's a, it's, it's a, it's a big one. Uh, Tyler Roberts was excellent for Leeds. The, yes, uh, Welsh international, I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, did you see Darren Moore took down a pitch invader? I did see this. I saw it in what? the. Uh, I saw it in the right up. I couldn't find it. Yeah, it's you not need as, to describe it. To it's us. sort of not as spectacular as you think, but still, you get the job done. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the pitch invader, he sort of ran on and so on. I don't know. We're going to get beat, but let's have a fight. <laughs> no, it was, he took him down sort of fairly gently. Oh, he's a, I imagine he's an absolutely lovely man, Darren. Moore. Yeah, no, I completely agree. A gentle mm. giant. Well, yeah. I say giant, he's obviously a big guy, but... Yeah, um, he used to be called Bovril at Portsmouth. I told you that, didn't I? He, used to, he always used to win the ball, but he used to smash it into the crowd. That's right, yeah. Yeah. His, his passing wasn't the best, but he was good for us. He was decent. Yeah. And he was really popular. I think there's a reason. When someone's universally popular throughout yeah. football, you know, there's a reason for it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I met him once on Talk of the Terrace on ESPN. Nice guy? Uh, yes, Reef were on as well. They were nice too. Good. Uh, Reef. Yeah, still find and, them. Yeah, and a skier. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Alcott was Jimmy on there, Alcott. wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Lovely. little trip down memory lane with Pete there, Marcus. Yeah. yeah, a memory that the whole nation can share. In. Um, <laughs> Why are you being so horrible to I'm me? Not being I'm, so not. Horrible. I'm not. I'm you were on television. Marcus. You were on television. Everyone yeah. tuned in, I'm no doubt about it. <laughs> How rude. Um, not being rude. I, I agree that he is being horrible. I am, he is being horrible. Uh, it shames me. I'm like Richard Hammond. I'm quite enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, Clark, he's Clarkson. I'm Richard Hammond. Jim's obviously James. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm what am I? The Stig or a car or what? Yeah, you just a bad car that gets a terrible review. A car- no, no, I'm a caravan. Yeah, exploded caravan. Yeah, no, Jeremy Chris, hates him. You're Chris Evans. Yeah. I'm a producer that uh, Marcus ends up punching. <laughs> yeah. You put sauce on my food. Yeah. <laughs> you injected sauce into my pie. Yeah. Take that out of my pie. Yeah. Uh, Aston Villa beat Derby 4 0. Jack Grealish back with a bang. He oh. scored a beauty, oh, did he not? I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. It was an absolute. Whip. 
belter. When you mm. see a corner which is floated to the edge of the box, it, it it's it's I, I, you often think I maybe should have just put that in. Yeah. But yeah. when it's when a goal happens like that, you know, Marcus. you think Paul Scholes. For those of you a little bit more, uh, 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 I suppose, continentally minded, that's a word. Uh, <laughs> Lothar Matthias for Bayern, I think. I think can tell us. He scored another one in World Cup ninety for Germany as well, low into the bottom corner from uh, quite a way out. No, but it wasn't crossed in it, from a corner. It was not, and I've just realised that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I feel like when you're playing FIFA and an opportunity like that arises, you have to hit oh, you it. Do. Yeah. You have to. Well, that's what Jack Grealish was doing, mm. and, and and there was he just lashed it as well. It I'm class. not suggesting there was no control because clearly he's very talented, but mm. he smashed that. But mm. what I'm Marcus in that situation when I'm watching a game and oh, the ball yeah. comes over from a corner and it gets cleared, I'm thinking. Where's Paul Scholes? Which player is just at a camera shot? Mm. Is it the holding midfield player for the defending team or is it a player for the attacking team? If it's a player for the attacking team, I want him to smash it yeah. first time. Or it's a, in general, if a holding midfield, if the ball drops to him like that? After for the defending team. Oh, for the defending yes. team. Is oh, it going to be cleared? Is it going to be looked after? Or is it going to be smashed back in? Check Teote. That's mm. all I'm saying. Quite. And, is, and, and, is it better than John McGinn's goal? Last season, um, I don't think it is. No, the, probably uh, not. No, whip. it's just in. I mean, they're both absolutely brilliant goals where the t- technique is perfect. Mm. So at this point, it's about aesthetics, isn't it? I think the mm. bend on yeah. Gins was was better. But four 0 up, Dar- uh, Aston Villa were at half half-time, time. Yeah, incredible. Derby had a lot of injuries. Fair enough, they've dropped down to seventh after losing three on the bounce. They're three off the playoffs now. I, you know, they've they've got Lampard in his first job. There's, you know, I, as far as I'm aware, it always seems like quite. Um, a, a sort of fairly healthy situation at Derby. They've been a little bit unlucky, maybe not going up. They haven't been in the Premier League now for a few seasons. I, I just feel like it's a bit too early. I think they're going to miss out. I do. And I think what you said about them having younger players, Luke, uh, how will they do with that in terms of experience, in terms of fatigue and so on? Uh, maybe losing three on the bounce at this stage of the season, but it is the championship. You know, They might end up winning it. For I think, I think losing at home to Millwall as they did yeah. affect their confidence. And I, and I, I think that they're probably Chelsea are trying to get. I think I think Chelsea are trying to get Frank Lampard. I do. I think I think Frank Lampard is going to be lined up to get be the next Chelsea man. Not this summer. Don't know. Not this surely. Don't know. He, he needs to earn his stripes. He, 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 he was offered. He was offered it before. He was offered it, and he said he didn't want it because he didn't feel ready for it. Yeah. He was literally offered the job. Oh, I know well, that for a fact. Enough, yeah. And so I, I wouldn't be hugely surprised. Dep- mm. Obviously, it depends on a lot of factors. Yeah. But if he if he if he delivers them a derby a, a good. A good um, return this season, mm-hmm. so they come sixth or whatever, and they, mm-hmm. and they get knocked out in the playoffs. Even seventh, Chelsea Did... want a slice of that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chelsea they... will get a slice of that this season. <laughs> but I, I don't think that, I don't think anything. I don't think within reason anything Frank Lampard does at Derby is going to affect how well highly thought at, mm. at Chelsea. So you think it's one of those situations where you know, like with Barcelona managers, it doesn't matter what certain individuals do with their career. I mean, Frank Ragnard's career is an absolute. Mystery, yeah, where yes. he did, yeah, Barcelona, the Champions League at Barcelona, played yeah. some of the best. He really got them going again and, and paved the way largely in terms of style and whatnot for Guardiola, who then came in and got rid of the party animals, you know. Yeah. Uh, so with Lampard, it's kind of like if you're a Chelsea man, you're a Chelsea man, like Solskjaer, Manchester yeah, United, yeah, yeah. there's a good example. Yeah, I do there. believe that. I'm not saying I'm not saying I do a brilliant job, but I, I think that that's what they want to do. The only problem is. Barcelona certainly have had a more tradition about playing style and blah blah blah. Yeah, blah. I don't think Frank Lampard will go to Barcelona. Do you not? <laughs> no, I'll take your point. But I, I, but and I, then Paolo Wolchok can join Derby. Think, yeah, think, <laughs> think of it from this point of view. Chelsea have been through every top manager. Yeah, they, Who yeah. else are going to hire? That's true. You know? Give Brent, Roman Brent, a go. Brendy Rogers. Brendy, exactly. Yeah. He's on the stepping stone at Leicester at the moment. Yeah. Don't at us. 2-1 defeat at yeah. Watford, though. That's not how you get the Chelsea job. Unlucky, though, weren't they? They, they were unlucky. unlucky. They, they were unlucky. They were unlucky. Let's go to the WhatsApp group. Oh, what's that, bro? Where's the button? You got a little jingle for that, Pete? What's up? 
Good to have you here, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us in this WhatsApp group chat. Now, according to reports, Premier League club scouts are using £150 glasses that are fitted with recording devices to record footage of their opponents' matches. A source revealed he was found in a pie. Um, <laughs> said some Premier League teams needed more recorded clips of certain game situations than they could get from normal means. So apparently the scouts go and sit in the stands to record whichever parts of the, the opponents they want to focus on. Ooh. Pete Donaldson, do you own a pair of these glasses? Are you recording us right now? I reckon they're just those um, Snapchat uh, glasses that went down incredibly badly. And so they just, <laughs> they've just got a job lot of them. Could, to get rid of. could someone please go back and re-watch the Marcelo Bielsa explainer slash apology to see if he was wearing those glasses when he delivered the apology. It's because, a good glass, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because um, and the one thing you can't miss out on this story is that, as I said at the time, the uh, the Daily Mail called them James Bond style. Glasses. Yes, they did. Oh, Everything God. remotely yep. linked to technology, yes. according James to the Daily Mail, yeah. has something to do with James yeah. Bond. Yeah. Because you know that's the sort of England they fantasise about, isn't it? It's yeah. true. Yeah. But the picture that accompanied that article was Beals wearing his glasses. Obviously, like smiling. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Say, hey, yeah. am I wearing them? Am I not? Well, because Google... can I see through your clothes? <laughs> Google Glass gave us the impression that this would be normal by now, didn't it? And then it just yeah. sort of disappeared. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, apparently, it's out there. Anyway. Herman Burgos was the only guy who actually wore them. It's true. I think this. Uh, I, I don't think you should report on that because now poor people with glasses in in, in, in like the home end or something. People it's are suspicious. Like, hey, you're recording yeah. us. But also, Google Glass isn't a recording device. No, though. but this is not Google you Glass. Can this record, is though, can, can you? you? Okay. Sure, you I know it's not. That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's, it's not, not. A front, anything with a front-facing camera. I didn't think it had got a you camera. I thought it just. Yeah. I thought it just gave you a little thing with information in the, in the lens. Look, mate, look I'm look, just. I am. Clearly, the master of espionage. Are you wearing them now? <laughs> oh, well, you've just been in Taiwan. Yeah, apparently. you know. That's why I've, I've been getting job lots. All I'm saying is, hookup guy. Be a little bit suspicious. Don't act though. We don't want uh, any vigilantes out there. But if you see a person wearing glasses and there's a little red light Hit on em. in there somewhere, Hit them. Yeah, just well, get in their way. Get in their way. The, the Daily so Mail post a diagram of, of a pair of glasses. They did, they think, and it includes the following. Don't look at it. I'm going to read it to you. Oh, look at it. USB port. <laughs> How are you going to charge your lithium-ion battery? True. A video slash steals camera with okay. a record uh, and stop button on a the A VHS side. recorder. Yeah. Boring um, description. A red a, light a with, for a record, re- recording indicator, right. as well as uh, durable and flexible frame and dark lenses. Okay. There you go. Mm. So, they've just copied and pasted that from some manufacturer's uh, that, kind of... They've got, it, they've got it from Pinterest. Okay. I've seen it on there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just tape a GoPro to my, one of my eyes. <laughs> yeah, do that. Pretend it's... Yeah. Uh, I'm the Terminator. Like the world's shit is Terminator. Yeah, there we are. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, yeah, interesting stuff there. Uh, David Beckham has had a statue of him unveiled at LA Galaxy Stadium. Mm. Have you seen the um, the congratulations video? Oh, yeah. Sent? So it's, um, it's Brooklyn Beckham. Being very adorable. <laughs> And then it's um, his, his other three children being very adorable. And then it's Snoop Dogg. Is it really? A really old really? combination. Master friends. Yeah. Oh, it's well, it's a are. very good statue, by the way. It is a yeah, good statue. Of Matt Ritchie. The, the kit is of Matt, Matt Ritchie. Ritchie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks a bit like Matt Ritchie, yeah. Mm. Yeah, the, the kit is uh, is a different colour from the rest of the statue, which I like. Yeah. We've been doing mm. the show for a long time. We have covered a lot of football statues. Mm. And I would say mm. this is toward the better end. Oh, it's, statues it's are there. hard. To, they are, if we've learned nothing else from uh, doing this podcast, statues just seem to be really difficult to make. It looks a bit like Jimmy Hill. Let's have a look. Do you yeah. reckon? Yeah. The furrowed um, brow kind of can 
God, I think I think condenses into his it's eyebrows. In there. A little I know bit. what you mean. At first glance, you think, oh, is that? Bit? But the face it, is it, too long. It's in there. He's mm. in there. I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's I, not actually literally in there, is he? I mean, as long as they get him out. Well, I don't know. Could be some sort of Trojan horse situation. Yeah. They turn the lights off, and out comes David. Um, I think he's welcome <laughs> at the stadium anyway. That he doesn't need to go to the got a statue. Yeah, but he doesn't get his jollies that way, Jim. Wearing a pair of odd glasses. This statue. Is he? Is he worthy of a statue? I mean, they obviously think he is. Yeah, but I mean, bearing in mind on. for the first couple of seasons of his career, he just walked around the pitch there yeah. thinking, mm, Land- have Landon Donovan is going to, you know. I mean, yes, Landon exactly. Landon yeah, is going to be right. furious. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, that is going to be like Jebediah Springfielded <laughs> very soon. I, I think with Beckham, it's the idea that he raised the profile of the league and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's... Yeah, he's he's going to he kick its head off. I he think won it's two a... MLS Cups, two Supporter Shields, uh, some decent... What's a Supporter Shield? Peter, do your research. No. Hang on, I'll just click and find out. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's the award given to the, the team in Major League Soccer with the best regular season record. So it's almost like the oh, league okay, title. Okay. Yeah, so he had, he had two decent seasons. Where's Celez's statue at Newcastle? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Right. I'm putting my headphones off. I'm leaving. No, I'm saying he should have a statue. He should have one. Yeah, oh, right, okay, yeah he should have one. Yeah. You need, what mm. time zone are you on at the moment? Or, or, you, or do you disagree, Peter? You think the no, should be should. on it? Right. It should be on a plinth above the stadium. <laughs> Like, no, it no, should, it be, should like be, a, be in a helicopter with him in it, no, and it should be should be on a big stick. It should coming be like out of the a totem pole, and all the faces of the ninety four, ninety five. Oh my god! Season like that, just kind of up. All, all, with Sir Les on top. With Sir Les on top. Well, Alan would probably take top, and then Sir Les. Alan. Alan. He would not be a structural component of this. <laughs> Of this Newcastle United. Very obvious reason. Let's make that very clear. Can we fall over onto Kevin Keegan? Can we we put a Photoshop challenge to our listeners for the first time (laughs) ever? I just want to see that. Okay, so we want a Newcastle United 94-95 totem totem pole. pole. (laughs) But that's before Shearer, though. That was before Shearer signed. All right, well, four or five. Let's go. Let's go yeah, no, no, I'm saying just, just to help people out. Just, okay, okay. just get Darren Peacock in there. <laughs> Don't forget about Darren. Um, Beckham's team, Inter Miami FC, will of course be in uh, MLS, I believe, next year. Into Miami. So will they regret oh, putting? Lord. A... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll get two. Will they regret putting a statue of him? Beckham's team go there. They win the cup. He's on the pitch, knee sliding. Yeah, so, like well... the, the the Fiorentina fans were pissed off that the. Batistuta, he has a statue outside right. Fiorentina's ground, and that's understandable. He's probably yeah. the best player in their, the history of their club, you would certainly mm. argue. And then no sooner did that happen, he went to Roma and won the league with them. Yeah. So, you know. Henri's statue's kneeling, isn't it? Yeah, he's, 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 he's sliding, yeah. He's sliding, because I remember, I think I wrote in the Rumble book that I once walked past it, and somebody had put Henry the Hoover um, like just you know, you see Henry the Hoovers around town sometimes. I've got They've Henry been the discarded Hoover. and they've just been broken. Uh, someone left one out right mm. next to the Terry Henry statue. And it just looked like it was just a Hoover bag. Really <laughs> weird. <laughs> Henry the Hoover. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, you're also co-owner of Inter Miami, is of course Simon Fuller. Ah. Yeah. You would think as well if if they ever do erect a statue of David, it will be David himself making that decision. So well, into keep Miami. an eye on that. Imagine if they open it with him just saying, "Yeah, I've got a statue here." Mm. That'd be just, brilliant. It'd be, it'd be brilliant. It would it's be. A great, it's a great statement of intent. Yes. Have, this is how much of a legend I'm going to be in Miami. Self-indulgent, but yeah. yeah. They're going to have to repaint that, though. I look at that and I sort of go, that's okay. Upkeep. You're it's true. Because he's, yeah. he's got the shirt on it and everything. The herbal life. Yeah, exactly. It does look good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble. It's been an absolute pleasure having Pete Donaldson back and you <laughs> listening like to this nonsense. <laughs> back on Thursday for the preview show. Say goodbye, Luke Moore. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete Donaldson. Bye-bye. Say goodbye, Jimmy Campbell. Goodbye. Bye from me.
was a Radio Stakhano production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.